process. Welcome back to The Recovery Guide. This is kind of exciting. These are going to be some special podcasts that we're sort of bringing back from the archives. Um, I've got a series of three. This is the first of three with my dear friend and advisor over 33 years. His name is Slow Will. Uh, Back on September 9th of 2016, Will and I were able to score some tickets for Sammy Hagar in the Circle in Quapaw, Oklahoma, of all places. Will was coming from Missouri, and I was coming from Utah, and we met together, and we spent some time, enjoyed the concert, but part of the trip was devoted to renewing our friendship, and and, and I asked if, if he would record some podcasts with me uh, so I could share with you the insight and the wisdom that this man brings, and I think you're going to enjoy it. The first one that we're going to bring to you today is on the fellowship, the importance of you and me coming together and the fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous and other 12-step programs and, and why it's so vital to our personal recovery. So relax, enjoy, have a sip of tea, and let me know what you think. Have a great day. I'll see you next time. Hey there, this is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy and I am uh, here today with my friend, uh, Slow Will. How you doing today, Will? Fantastic. Hey, Will is, uh, Will is a very special friend of mine. Not only is he my, my brother in, in recovery, uh, but when I had relapsed originally after coming to the program in February of 1986, um, I had relapsed and I had come back to AA and I had nowhere to live. Uh, I knew I needed to be back in Alcoholics Anonymous. It was the only way for me uh, to, uh, to live at that point. AA had literally screwed up my drinking. Uh, so I was committed to coming back to the program, but I didn't have a place to live. And so, uh, Will, again, after 31 years later, thank you again for allowing me to uh, sleep on your couch. Hey, it was our pleasure. Yeah. And even after a couple <laughs> of weeks, he told me it was a convertible sofa. <laughs> and feel free to open that thing up. Well, we didn't plan on you living there all the time, you know. Was, uh Early in the program, they was telling me, you know, you carry the message and not the alcoholics for three or four days and you're supposed to be out. Yeah, well, it was a little bit more than three yeah, or four days. Thank God it worked out. <laughs> it did. And, and Will, real quick, so that people get a sense of who you are, um, you've been sober 37, going on 38 years. 37, now, right? going on 38. Got sober January 1st, 1980. You know, by the grace of God and the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, it hasn't been necessary for me to drink or use since that day. Yes, and 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 if you hear on uh, my podcasts or my my video segments when I say I'm a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic, uh, the first time I'd ever heard that was when Will introduced himself as Slow Will, a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. And I still do. Every meeting I go to, yeah. I'm slow, will, a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. 
and then I go on with my clean and sober by the grace of God and the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, and for that I'm extremely grateful. Yes. And then people say, thank you for sharing. You know, <laughs> I've wasted all my time. <laughs> oh, great memories. We have uh, stayed uh, friends for many, many years, even though we've lived in different places. My 29-year chip, um, I was fortunate enough to be in Southern California, and Will was there, and uh, we went to a, to a couple meetings together during my 29-year, and the 29-year chip, that I got was Will's 29-year chip, so it made it a little extra special for me. Gave it to you at the Fullerton Alano Club over there in Fullerton. That's right. That's right. Uh, and it's, you know, it's good to have friends in the program. And uh, one of the things that we want to talk about today is the the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, and and we're a great example of it. Um, my sponsor Jack and I, who's been sober 43 years now, he and I are still friends. Uh, a little bit earlier today we were talking about Buddy and Eddie and Scott and, and just the countless relationships as we stay sober. These people don't get out of our life, do they, Will? They no, just... they're still there. They're still, you know, friends on this internet thing called Facebook. And, uh, you know, I show up in town every once in a while and boom, they're there, you know. Yeah. I can, it, it can always depend on them. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that way when we were out there ripping and running, was oh. it? Hell no. You know, it was out there when I was when I was drinking and using. Nobody knew my name. Yeah. You know, nobody knew who I was. It's like we were talking about over dinner. You know, I show up places now and people say, "Hey, Will, how you doing?" or "Hey, Slow, how you doing?" You know, back then I showed up and people didn't know who I was. You know, or I was that mooch that was going to try and bum be bumming drinks or whatever. Yeah. You know, so uh, yeah, it's 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 a much better life today. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. No matter how hard I tried to wear out my welcome, because I know I was pretty brain damaged when I got there, <laughs> you all still ask me to keep coming back. Yeah. Well, we needed you, especially at the apartments, because you know, who else was going to jump off the roof with me? <laughs> We did yeah. jump off the roof into the swimming pool. Yeah. Oh, we got sober and uh, we got restored to sanity, but we were still crazy. That's for sure. So g getting back to the whole concept of, of fellowship, and as we were talking about earlier with the preamble of Alcoholics Anonymous, where Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women. So in, in your words, Will, of 37 years, almost 38 years of, of doing this, what what would you say is the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous? Well, I don't know so much that it would be in my words. I learned in the program of recovery early on, you know, that the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the first 164 pages, is the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it talks about there is a fellowship within the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that fellowship within the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, the way I see it, is the meetings, the get-togethers, the campouts, the potlucks, the birthday party after the meetings, the meeting before the meetings, all of that is the fellowship. You know, and it's like somebody asked me not too long ago, they said, well, you've got 37 years, why do you keep going to them meetings? And I said, well, you go to church on a regular basis, don't you? You believe in God, right? And he said, yeah, and I said, well, it's real simple. You know, I go for the fellowship. Why do you keep going to church? 
You know, and he hmm. says, I go for the fellowship. And it's like, that's why I keep going to the meetings. Yeah. The meetings are the fellowship. The program is in the big book. So with the importance of that, maybe a twofold question, Will, what has it done for you over the years? Because I would imagine your concept of the fellowship has grown in, in quality and depth. Um, and what, um, why, why do you think it's so important? And if there's any advice that you could give to a newcomer, actually a threefold question here, what would you say to the newcomer about the fellowship? I tell the newcomers, you know, get into it full force. You know, volunteer, do whatever you can do. Go to the AA dances, go to the functions, go to the potlucks. You know, especially out here in Missouri where I live now, we have, you know, uh, potlucks and we have buffets and speakers meetings that we call eating meetings and stuff like that. And I tell people, get involved. Take meetings into the jails and into the institutions. You know, get involved in the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's like an insurance payment. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to get in a car and go racing down the street and hit something and not be insured. Yeah. You know, uh, I like my sobriety. So in order for me to maintain sobriety, you know, I've got to do what the big book says. You know, I've got to give it away to keep it. Mm -hmm. And I've got to continue going to meetings to maintain that sobriety because I know on my own if I get out there on my own and I stop going to meetings eventually my head's going to be telling me uh, you're okay Will you don't need meetings you can go you can go sit at the bar and watch TV but you don't have to drink you're safe there I'm not safe there you know at certain times my frame of mind is not a good place for me to be sitting at a bar even at 37 years of sobriety. Mm -hmm. So what I got to do is I got to continue, you know, going to the meetings which is making my insurance payment on my premiums so that uh, you know, I have something to fall back on. I went to a meeting last week and somebody said something and I'm sitting at home something happens in my life I can turn around and say, "Well, you know, Bobby said that." Or Dave said this, maybe I'll try that. Ah, they gave me their number. And you do that in the fellowship and you get numbers. And when you get these phone numbers, you get a phone that you can dial out on. They told me that when I was new. Yeah. You know, make sure you get a phone that you can dial out on. <laughs> you call up these people and you talk about the problems instead yeah. of drinking about them. And, uh, you know, it's like, it's, it's an insurance payment, it's what it is. You know? you know, for me, in the beginning, I had really nowhere else to go. E everyone that I knew where there was any value or substance in, in terms of a relationship or a history, they didn't want me coming around anymore. And so the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous <laughs> and the people that I met were, were really the only people. It was literally the last house on the block. I was either going to have fellowship there or I was going to die alone, it seemed. And I know that sounds rather dramatic, but it was life and death for me. I didn't, I, I there was nothing left. There was no one left. And so 
when I heard people like you and, and Scott and Steve and, and Eddie and, and Buddy and Jack and, and uh, Max, when you guys were telling me Texas Mike, remember Texas Mike? When, uh, when you guys would say, keep coming back, you know, that was music to my ears. You remember feeling that way as a yeah. newcomer? You know, and I mean, when I first got into the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, I sat at the back of the room and picked away, picked apart the program, you know, and I listened to certain things and people would say, you know, you can do anything you want to as long as you're willing to pay the price. I found out that that's not in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> that's just one of the little things that people throw out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was prices that I was still willing to pay even in sobriety, you know, yeah. death didn't bother me, jails didn't bother me, I still did that stuff in sobriety. And, uh, you know, when I, when I got into the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, I started finding stuff that uh, people were saying and we were talking about it at dinner, you know, that isn't in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah. And I had to take that with a grain of salt, okay, you know, uh, Maybe I'll try that in my life and maybe I won't try that in my life because it's not in the big book. Nothing in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous has been, you know, proven wrong to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff and I'm not a religious person, but there's a lot of stuff in the Bible that hasn't been proven to me, that I haven't seen fact of. I've never seen Moses part the sea except for on TV or movie. You know, uh, I've never seen that, but uh, you know, I've never seen the burning bush on the side of the mountain or the Ten Commandments carved in stone. But most everything that I've read about in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, I've seen. Yeah, it's fact. It's yeah. my life. And yes, when I got here, I was broken. I was unemployed. I was unemployable. My parents didn't want me in their house. You know, and. By working the program of AA, you know, slowly, I got that back. Yeah. You know, so uh, I just had to get into the big book finally, and it took a while. But getting into the big book, you know, my life started getting better. And, you know, that, I don't know if that answered your question there. Yeah, but, uh, it does. It does. Uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate the time today. Um, Folks, if you're wondering, for those of you who have either read my blogs or heard a podcast or even seen one of my, my video segments, if you ever wonder where I learned to take the program of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, seriously, it was from this man right here. Uh, other than my sponsor, Jack, um, there's not been a man more important to me and valuable to me in my life as someone that I've tried to pattern my sobriety after, not because because it was him, but he patterned his sobriety, I believe, off of, the, off of Bill and Bob in the first 100. And so, uh, Will, thanks for taking the time today, and uh, let's do this again. We can do it. Thank you. With God's help.